Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a fanatic from the UK. And me, Kim, a Eurovision newbie from Canada. Today is another episode of our DNQ files, the Did Not Qualify files. We'll be looking at a song that failed to qualify for the grand final of Eurovision 2017 this time. I'm excited. Is this one that you love or one that you hate, Chris? This one I like. And the reason I've chosen this one is because when I was going through the Wikipedia article for the 2017 contest, I was looking for a song to do for the DNQ episode. And I got to this one and was like, what? That didn't qualify for the final. I had it in my head because it's an iconic song. That it qualified for the final, I was amazed to find out. Even though it was only three years ago, it failed to qualify for the final. I really thought this had qualified. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, so that sounds promising for the quality of the song we're about to see. I would hope so, yes. Um, I, I, I really am baffled that it didn't qualify because it just feels like something that should have made it to the final. And what country is this? Uh, is this from? Uh, the country is Montenegro, and the artist is Slavko Kalizic, and the song is called Space. Ooh. Yeah. I hope, I hope that the title is an indication of some, I don't know, flotation or like stars. I want to see full Eurovision camp. I know that this is not the finale, but I hope that in the, uh, <laughs> in their presentation, they have a little hint of like the, the level of camp that they might have brought if they had made it. You're not going to be disappointed. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is Bring on the wind machines. Uh, Let's go. This is a camp classic. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really can't get my head around the fact that it failed to qualify. I, I can't remember all the actual 2017 year and I'm not rewatched 2017 yet. And I'm certain there's going to be so many acts that I think this could have taken the place of in the final. Interesting. Including okay, the wow. UK. <laughs> that is high praise and uh i mean like you've really talked it up here so i'm i'm ready to see something spectacular right shall we dig right in let's do it okie dokie oh there's a fireball <laughs> <laughs> i love this so much already you're already into it i'm so into it <laughs> this is camp like amazing <laughs> He's in a mesh shirt and a full, like, ball gown skirt, which I'm living for. Kind of Billy Porter-esque. Oh, yes, totally. And he's doing, like, a real, like, voguing vibe. Oh, the skirt comes off and sequin pants are on. <laughs> I love this so much. I mean, he's not much of a singer, but I don't even care. <laughs> okay, now he's, he's lying on the ground. <laughs> this is like a, a real Britney Spears moment. Do you know what? I was saying this song, it reminded me of Billy Porter before with his skirt, but this yeah. song actually sounds like something from the Kinky Boots musical. Oh, really? Yeah, I just realised that. Um, Like, I I would pay actual money to see this performed live. Like, this is <laughs> this is so amazing. I can't believe it was not in the oh, here finale. Here comes the hair spinning. Yes, he has a long braid that he is spinning around like a lasso. 
This brings me a lot of joy. You can't help but smile with this one. No. <laughs> okay, so he has like pre-recorded background vocals that he's singing over, right? No, the background vocals will be live, but they'll be backstage. Okay, well, those people are out singing him oh. by a landslide. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's so off key. But what he lacks in talent, he makes up for in enthusiasm. Oh, he is a showman. I feel very happy to have seen this. Yeah, I mean, can you see why I'm surprised that wasn't a finalist song? I can, although I can also see why it didn't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish it had qualified because I feel like that would have been an amazing performance to see on the Eurovision finale. Um, but you like, what was the name of the performer um, that we that we kind of like? critiqued pretty heavily about her live performance oh um ida maria yes so i mean i feel like a lot of the same critiques would apply here which is that i thought the song was fun i thought the performance was like uh like the spectacle of it was really fun seeing this live i would have been out of my seat just like living in the moment but like not a great quality uh singing performance i've heard worse singing i've heard worse singing <laughs> fair <laughs> oh my god but it was so much fun i think the best part about eurovision is like the pure joy that i feel when i'm watching the performances it's the camp the camp makes it, it the campiness is the best part for me i like the performances that really lean into the wind machines <laughs> and the props and I mean, in this case, a long braid that serves as a prop in and of itself. It was a lasso. It was a helicopter. It did all the spinning. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, he, <laughs> he wasn't afraid to use his hair. No, he used everything he had. <laughs> um, I I thought it was really fun. I'm glad you enjoyed that one. Um, I, I, I still think it's a really good song. The ropey vocals aside, it's a good pop song. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I thought that the lyrics um, from the ones that I picked up were like incredibly cheesy, um, but cheesy in a way that really suited the overall vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was like knowingly cheesy, I think. Yeah, um, it was a lot about your body and a rocket to, rocket the, stars. to the stars. Yeah, I think maybe there were some euphemisms in there, Chris. No, <laughs> really? In Eurovision? <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> um yeah i loved it amazing so that that song was internally selected by uh, the montenegrin uh, tv company um, so how far did it get before it was disqualified um so he came 16th out of 18 um artists okay so uh not good not <laughs> it wasn't best. even like a narrow miss no it was um <laughs> Mr. Mark by quite a fair bit there. Um, right. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I mean, maybe because because I haven't seen the 2017 Eurovision contest yet, I can't really compare this one to the performances that actually did make it. Maybe we can do a switch up on the DNQ files so that we do a do not qualify after we've seen the... The Eurovision. So we can do like, um, you know, obviously this time 
for 2017, it's already done, but maybe for next time, we'll do the year, like the main Eurovision first and then a DNQ after. And then I can tell you whether or not there's enough, there is a performance that I want to uh, scrap so this one can get in. Because that led to some heated debate about the UK in our last episode that was uh, fun. <laughs> Engelbert song wasn't that bad. <laughs> Oh, it was bad, Chris. It was so bad. <laughs> and I'm really interested to hear what the UK is going to bring in 2017, given that uh, you already said you would take I don't, Montenegro. <laughs> I don't like the 2017 UK song at all. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it's not the it's... worst thing we've ever sent. Oh, wait till you get to Electro Velvet. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. So I'll be thinking of this one when I hear the UK's performance when I see when I see it in the actual finale and yeah. compare the two and let you know whether I agree. Yeah, I mean, one thing I want to pick up on as well uh, when we were watching it, you mentioned about the backing vocals and you thought it was yeah. pre-recorded. It sounded pre-recorded to me. Normally, I can tell that it is a live singer, um, but in this case, it sounded very—it sounded like his own voice, but uh, not off-key. No, it it would have been <laughs> a backing vocalist who would have been off stage or back backstage. Um, now, the reason I wanted to bring it up, usually I was like, it'll be a throwaway comment. I probably wouldn't have picked up on it. But two interesting things. So, firstly, in the twenty seventeen contest, there was an amendment made for one one of the artists um so um joust sent a song called grab the moment he um, represents norway and the vocalist singing with him actually has some sampled bits of his vocals used and they did have a plan if if they asked the ebu you know we're using it as a musical instrument you know it's it's a very digitally altered sort of ow 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 kind of sound but mm-hmm. it's made. It's been done as a sort of not synthesized, but it's been sampled, yeah. And then it's sort of played in different keys, and it's it's not a sound you could recreate with human vocals live. live. Right. And they did allow it. That as makes a one-off. sense. But um, for the twenty twenty one contest, however, next year mm. to help with the situation. <laughs> <laughs> what situation is what's that, it, Chris? What situation? Could we talk about? <laughs> hey, we're not monetized. We can say coronavirus. We can say COVID nineteen. We're not losing any money. <laughs> I love when you're watching YouTube. When I watch YouTube videos, I'm like, I'm not going to say because I don't want to be demonetized. It's like, get over yourself. But um, yeah, I just try not to mention it too much because try not to think about it. It's an elephant in the room. We shan't talk about. But, That's right. This is meant to be an escape from, yes. <laughs> from the realities of coronavirus. So. Absolutely. Uh, right. But because of, um, you know, different countries having different restrictions on who can, you know, go where, uh, one of the things we've allowed for next year as a trial of one year is rather than sending backing vocalists in the, um, in the country's delegation, mm-hmm. they're allowing them as a one-year trial to pre-record backing vocals only. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that would cut down probably quite a bit on the number of performers that they would need to, you know, transport and house in a confined exactly. area. Yeah. It, it does make sense. So, it, yeah, when you mentioned that about the backing vocalists, I thought, oh, I will bring that up. Um, and there's other sort of things happening. So, junior Eurovision. So, we're going to be looking at that later this year. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we might actually have to watch an old junior Eurovision because I've never watched it before. 
Oh. And I've never watched your New Eurovision, but I feel I should watch it. But I think for one of our episodes, we might go to a junior junior Eurovision contest because I was going to make the 2020 contest our first junior Eurovision show to watch. However, they're not doing it in Poland or from the one studio this time because of a, a coronavirus situation. They're actually mm-hmm. giving all the artists, all the countries who are participating, they're all being given like a spec sheet and they have to find, you know, use a similar size studio with a similar space, similar, um, you know, oh, design features to give be, everyone a level playing ground. But doing it's going to be like Drag Race season twelve. Yes, the finale. Yes, exactly. Right? Where essentially they all had identical backgrounds, but they filmed it all in their own home. Yes, and then they all they essentially had a generic backdrop. They were all given the same camera equipment for filming and whatever. They made it as identical a a space as possible, and then they did their performance remotely. That's right. Yes. Right. So I yeah. think this could be a way that twenty twenty one Eurovision contest could maybe go. I've got a feeling they might be looking at this as a sort of pilot. Interesting. And then the hosts will come in wrestling masks. Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is an inside RuPaul's Drag Race joke. But if, if for anyone who watched that finale, the inexplicable Mexican wrestling mask is <laughs> that that was never addressed. RuPaul um, Luchadore. <laughs> um, oh, so that's really interesting. I yeah. mean, it does make sense, honestly. I know that there is something that would be missing if it weren't a live performance in front of, um, you know, a live audience. That yeah. does make a difference. But I mean, you know, sports, um, live entertainment in many different uh, areas, they're, you know, finding ways to to make it work yeah. without a live audience. I actually just saw I thought it, I think it's in Carnegie Hall. Um, it was some prestigious, um, like theater where a symphony was playing that they just played to an audience of 3000 plants. Every seat in the theater had a plant in it. (laughs) I don't, I think it's just like, you know, in the same way that they're using cardboard cutouts for like NBA games and stuff. It's just a visual reminder that it's a real performance and not a rehearsal or whatever, but you know, anyway, I've, I've become a plant dad during lockdown. Have you? I have, yeah. So we didn't have any plants beforehand. I've now got a terrarium. He's called Ezra, the um, plant that's in there. I don't know what sort oh, of plant nice. it is. Um, I've got a succulent. I don't know what type of succulent, but that's called Rasmussen, which is actually mm-hmm. a Eurovision reference. <laughs> He's named after a Eurovision um, artist. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I love it. Uh, we've got two aloe plants. One's called Vera and one's called Margaret because Vera and Margaret, so they live together. <laughs> uh, and yesterday we got a cactus that's called Mickey. Um, it's a it's a prickly pear cactus, and I am currently um, injured from it. Oh no! Yeah, it has really fine microscopic um, um, spines on it, and I touched Mickey. it, and they get stuck in you, and it will be there for a couple of days before they go away. Ooh. I am not a plant. Per- I have a black thumb. Everything I touch <laughs> dies. But my uh, my boyfriend, he has a very green thumb, and he has also started a little garden. Um, it is a garden of cannabis plants. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal in Canada. We're yeah. allowed. Yeah, you should uh, sign. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so this is his first time trying, and um, they're like five feet tall. I don't know. Blimey. Everything everything he touches like 
I don't know, grows. <laughs> no, I, I've gone for terrarium succulents cactus because you can just leave them be. Right, that's true. Don't do I anything. I should start with those too. <laughs> well, that's a fun hobby to have picked up during yep. uh, during the whole quarantine, staying at home summer. Yeah. Plant dad and podcasting. Those were two things I've started during lockdown. Those are great hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I will be interested to see how that goes. If it does, in fact, sort of come to fruition that they are test driving this for a larger rollout of this remote kind of um, approach. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it it's better than not having anything. So, exactly. Exactly. yeah. But I mean, we've really veered off topic there, haven't we? We have. But, That's you like know, our thing. all... <laughs> All Eurovision talk is good Eurovision talk. And then when it branches out to plants and drag race, I'm not I'm not mad at that. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I I'm still disappointed. I'm disappointed I didn't make it to the final. I'm su- not just disappointed. I'm surprised. I really yeah. thought it was a finalist song because it was so memorable and iconic. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it I will remember this performance for a very long time. I'm so glad that you found this to share with me, Chris. Yeah. Also, when I was looking, because um, I wasn't sure how to pronounce his name, um, his surname, um, I was fine with his first name, but his surname wasn't sure. I was looking for videos of him on on YouTube. And later in 2017, he auditioned for The X Factor in UK. Did he make it? He did get through to the judges' houses stage of the competition. He was eliminated okay. there. But um, apparently he met with Louis Walsh. Do you know Louis Walsh? No. He's um, an Irish judge on uh, The X Factor in the UK. Um, he's responsible for Jedwood. For who? Jedwood from the 2014 competition, the, ones, the twins, the hyperactive twins. Right, yes, yes, got yeah. it. The, so, in the night night costumes. Yes. Um, so he kind of, he was, uh, I, I don't watch X Factor, but do they have like mentors, is it? Do you, have, do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think the judges become mentors for certain groups. And I remember, I do, I'm pretty sure I remember him being responsible for Jedwood. Um, I think he was the one who really liked them in any in the first place during the auditions anyway. Okay. Simon Cowell obviously would have hated them. Um, <laughs> but I remember, I, the thing I remember about Louis Walsh, because I watched like the first few seasons of X Factor and then I drifted off, is he always liked, shall we say, an underdog. Okay. Someone with less talent, but lots of personality. Well, I think that describes this gentleman. Yeah. So <laughs> to a team. he had a guy called Wagner, who he would always call Wagner. It's like, no, it's Wagner. But he never got you right. He also mm. um, had Jedward, and he liked, and he actually invited Slavko to audition for the X Factor when he met him at the um, Eurovision Song Contest in 2017. He was there with okay. the Irish delegation, and Slavko went over to him. He's like, "You're Louis Walsh," and they got chatting. And he was like, and Louis Walsh said, "I think you'd be great on the X Factor." I mean, he wasn't great on the X Factor if he went out of the judges' <laughs> houses, but you know. I mean, you never know. At least he gave it a shot. Yeah, I, I watched his audition and there wasn't much singing. Oh. Just a lot of uh, stomping the floor, a bit of thrusting, a little bit of singing and some hair spinning. Okay, well, I can see why maybe he didn't go far, but yeah. I feel like I'm going to Google that immediately upon <laughs> stopping this podcast because I want to see some stomping, thrusting and hair twirling. And that link will be in the show notes. Oh, yay. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Um, well, another fun DNQ episode. I think this might be my favorite one so far. Wow. I know. High praise. Yeah. 
Um, so that's it for now. Uh, so next week we'll be discussing the 2017 Eurovision Grand Final. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please do um, leave us a review on the Apple iTunes Store or the Apple uh, Podcast Store. What's it called? What is it called? I always call it the Apple iTunes Store, and I'm like, that's not right, is it? I think I just call it iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, however you get your podcasts, uh, please give us a review if you can. Um, sub- make sure you're subscribed. Recommend us to any friends who also love Eurovision or just campness. Yes. Uh, and we will be back next week with 2017. I cannot wait. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. La 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 la